to the woods outside of school. Night has fallen, and the moon lights the way. Lucas, how close is it to the full moon? Four nights away. So the moon is pretty bright, and definitely allows some fairly easy vision. Not as easy as it would be in a field, or obviously during the day, but it's not pitch black. Okay. You two are looking for clues as to what happened to Grey Violetta? That is definitely the plan. How are you going about doing so? Since I had leveled up tonight, I took Howl at the Moon. When basked in moonlight, you may act as if you had Dark 3. When we get to the area where her body was found, I am going to start walking around and trying to take in her scent so then we can follow it back to where she originated. Her body was discovered right at the edge of the woods. You take a few moments to sniff around until you can find a trail, and you head into the woods. Go ahead and roll to gaze into the abyss. Gaze into that abyss! Ooh, that is an 11 on the die, because I have dark 3. That puts us at a 14. You immediately discover the scent. You can almost see the path. You follow the scent along the back trail that the forest guardian must have taken through the the woods, which anyone who wasn't as attuned to the woods as you are would say there's no trail. And even an expert tracker hunter type would probably say there were no traces left by this creature's passing. But you see it as clearly as if it were a sidewalk. Leaves that are out of position, not necessarily broken or removed, but not where they would have grown naturally. Detritus on the floor of the forest that looks like it was raked up and then put back down. You're not quite certain. You just know the path is there. As surely as you know you have two hands or eyes. Normal humans would be probably nervous walking through the woods late at night. But the two of you are things that go bump. So you're not much concerned. I am going to make sure I stay very close to Lucas. Try to keep it so that I can at least keep my hand on his back. Unless Lucas doesn't slow down for you, that's easily accomplished. Lucas, when you are doing any role towards the discovery or accomplishment of your goal, take one forward. Okay. Because you rolled so well, you also pick up another scent in the woods that is fresh. And as you smell a little bit more, you realize there is another person in the woods with you currently. If it wasn't for the moonlight granting you tremendous acuity, you would not have noticed their presence at all. Lexi, there's there's somebody near us. What's somebody doing out here this late? Maybe the same thing we are. Uh, We can either try and lose them, or hide and get the jump on them. I'm not sure. This is... We're a little bit outside of my comfort zone here, and All right, I... you're gonna you're gonna have to trust me, okay? Hop on my back. We're going. And I jump on his back. Okay. I'm going to keep taking us towards Gray, but at a hurried pace. Now that I don't need to worry about making sure that Alexis keeps up with me, and I'm just going to carry her the distance there. Go ahead and roll with Volatile to run away, Lucas. Oh no. 
Alexis, go ahead and roll with cold to keep your cool. Ooh. I have a question. Am I, in this act of running away, keeping Alexis safe? Yes. Perfect. You are also headed towards your goal, so you can utilize that one forward if you wish to. Ooh. Remember, a one forward only works on a single roll. So if you use it now, you won't have it later. Fair. But you also might not have to make any more moves before you reach your destination. True. I still have strings on that forest monster. Would using any strings to follow this count or no? I will let you use a string to add plus one to this roll. Perfect. Okay, so rolling plus cold. Oh well, that is a two and a two. Plus one cold is a five. Okay. I rolled so horribly. What did you get? Well, one for protecting Alexis. Spent the string on the forest monster. That gives me a plus four for starting. And I rolled a big fat two. So that puts me at a six. Wow. Yeah, I know. If I had not rolled a two, this would have put us in at least minimal success range. Fantastic. I'm glad there's always a chance. <laughs> Go ahead and bark on experience, both of you. And we're going to see what happens to you when we get back to your turn. Bishop, you are unmolested the rest of your time in the shower. Well, if it's the right person, it's okay, but maybe not today. I'm kind of in a bad mood after all of these things. Do you head back to go see Professor Barreto? Who else is around? I mean, there's other students that were showering and doing things, right? Yeah. People haven't been established as being here or not, except for the two people we know who left. Yes. And the fact that there's about 15 students. Who's the biggest, most physically intimidating person I can find here? Why don't you tell me? Who's here? Dragomira. Why would Dragomira be here? Was this for a class, or was this for, like, a sport, or what was this for, specifically? This was people who are members of different sports clubs, staying in shape because they can't do regular practice. Lucas sure does miss a lot of these things. Yeah, Lucas is once again not here. <laughs> Who else is in sports clubs? Reggie doesn't seem like a very good fighter from what I've seen. Before you say anything... Neither Cassandra nor any of the members of her inner circle are present. Okay. And you can pick someone who isn't in the seating chart. They don't have to be from your class. What I would want to do is I would want to find somebody who's physically imposing. And since these are people doing athletics for clubs, there must be somebody here. So let me figure out a name for somebody. Isa Curtis, because that is the first name that comes up. And I will say that she is well i know that another student studied martial arts so is there people studying that type of thing here sure well i think Isa is studying that she's no heather white but she's still pretty good to my understanding so of course i will get dressed and finish cleaning myself up i am very upset so i will utilize that and remain upset looking and go to this person that i don't know too well but i've seen them around i at least know who they are you find Issa in, not out in the gymnasium itself, but in the, the fitness room attached to it, working through a series of punches, strikes, 
elbow jabs, knee thrusts, and kicks into a large heavy bag set up along one side. She is a proficient and tenacious kickboxer, though not on the level of Heather White. I mean, Heather White is in her own league. No one's going to deny that. Yes, absolutely. Isa is about 5'11", thin, but not in a scrawny way. She's definitely muscled, but if she wasn't in such good shape, would be bird-like in build. Just very, very thin, long arms, long legs, thin face. She has dark brown hair with a reddish bit of a tint to it, curly, that she keeps in a tight bun at the base of her neck. Doesn't ever wear makeup or jewelry, and even though she only took up kickboxing relatively recently, seems like she is attempting to make up for lost time with how often she's practicing. And as you come up, she has a ferocious scowl on her face, and she's hitting the bag as if she just caught it with her lover. I approach her, sniffling a bit, appearing like I am still visibly upset. And I say, Isa, I'm sorry to bother you. It's just... She glances at you and keeps going, but there's a stance about her of paying attention. I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. It's just something happened in the shower room, and I, I don't really know anyone here, and... <sighs> I just don't know what to do. And I sort of smile. You're trying to drum up protectiveness yeah exactly go ahead and roll to turn someone on all right all right so i get a seven her choice is to either give you a string or choose one of the reactions she's going to give you a string and kind of come to a stop despite the workout that she's just been going through she is still breathing pretty easily though a little hard of course and is very clearly in tremendous shape I'm, I'm sorry, Get. I know I don't know you that well, but it's just that two of the boys, they were, they came in and took pictures of me when I was in the shower, and I don't know really what to do. What? Uh, I got into a fight. I punched Jeremiah earlier, and he, he just, Kim and Zhao, they came, and they, they ripped open the shower stall and started videotaping me and taking pictures. And I don't, I don't know what to that's, do now. That's not Okay. That's... I know. As I said, I don't know you well, but I was just... I don't know what to do. I just... I don't know how to deal with them. And I don't know who to go to to get help. I want to try to use my string to see if I can get her upset enough to go do something. So you're using a string to tempt her to do what you want? Yes. She scowls and sort of rolls her neck a bit and begins stripping her gloves off. Where'd they go? After they took the pictures, they... They took off back to the dormitories. Jeremiah said he was going to use some editing tools to make make the video worse. Bring me to them. Okay, I do that. I take her back to the dorms. I need you to go ahead and roll with Volatile to run away, because you are supposed to stay at the, in the gymnasium and you are very blatantly leaving. I, I want to try to do this. I don't know if it's effective, but I think it's kind of how this skin is supposed to work, so I want to try to do it. Tell me what you want to do, and we will see if it's viable. So I was thinking of using the string on Zhao to get like a plus two to an act of vengeance, but he hasn't actually really broken a promise or contract with me. He just did something bad to me. I want to use my fairy contract to use that string that I got on him to get plus two to an act of vengeance, which in this case would be running away because I'm going to get vengeance on him, if that makes sense. Could you read the text of the move for me? Sure. 
So it says if someone breaks a promise or contract made to you, take a string on them. When spending a string to even out the score or get justice on a broken promise, add these options to pulling strings. They fuck up something simple at a crucial moment, suffering one harm if appropriate, or add plus two to your roll on an act of vengeance. That is an absolutely appropriate use of that move here. So go ahead and add plus two to your volatile roll. I shall do so. So I rolled a seven, and normally by negative one to volatile, but because of my act of vengeance, it brings it up to an eight. This is a partial success on a runaway roll. On a seven to nine, you get away, but you have to choose one of the following. You run into something worse, you cause a big scene, or you leave something behind. I'll just say I leave my backpack behind if that's not too boring. Well, that's what honesty demands. Yeah. That was the first thing you thought of. What's in your backpack that would make this not boring? I wanted to do this anyway, even before Alexis mentioned Sabari that I have some ropes in my backpack. (laughs) As I said, I was thinking about that today. If that's acceptable, but I definitely don't think it's boring. And probably some collars and things like that would connect to the ropes as well. And other bondage style gear. Okay. So something potentially incriminating. Yes. Yeah, or maybe there's, because I was buying some different collars and things. You and Issa head up to the dormitories. Wow, it is episode seven already. Thank you so much for sticking with us this far and dealing with all of our shit. You are listening to Weirdwood Preparatory Academy on the Umbral Theater, and we are beyond words grateful for having you here with us for this long. And if you're new, welcome to the show. We hope that you're not going to come to our house and uh, tell us personally what you think of it, unless it's good. Well, I think it's just impressive that they managed to stick around this long. But fortunately, this is where it really starts to shine. Things are about to get weird (laughs) and very, very feral. Things have been weird forever, to be fair. Yeah. (laughs) Stick around. You might see some monsters. Oops. Spoilers. Feral is the right way to explain it. Also, by the time you're reading this, there should be some stuff up on the Umper Concessions. There's going to be a link in the bottom and a discount code at the end of the episode. And if there isn't, uh, we're totally sorry. And And if there isn't, we'll edit this out. (laughs) Will we, though? Thank you so much for sticking with us for so long. And we hope to see you for at least this many more episodes. Remember to like, comment, subscribe, or whatever the streamers say. Yeah, whatever the kids do these days. Yeet for distance, Kobe for accuracy. There you go. Share us with your friends. Tell everyone to find the Umbral Theater on whatever podcast services they listen to. And enjoy the other half of the episode. Lucas is sprinting through the forest, Alexis on his back. But the unexpected presence of another person in the woods is setting off your flight or fight instincts a lot more than you were expecting. And you're finding it difficult to hold down the beast that wants to toss your burden down, turn, and rip the throat out of your pursuer. You're concentrating so much on not letting that happen that you aren't paying as much attention to where you're going as you should be. Because after all, there's a sidewalk in front of you, and how difficult is it to follow a sidewalk? The two of you are taken completely off guard as Lucas catches his foot on a tree root and goes sprawling. (laughs) 
Alexis, you're going to take a point of harm as you get thrown violently from his back, and you tumble a bit further than he does, considering you are up higher and you're also significantly lighter than him. And you crash through some hedges, bounce off the trunk of a tree, and find yourself rolling down a hill, which abruptly isn't below you anymore, and you're just free-falling through the air. There's a few seconds of panic as you see the bank of this cliff receding away from you, and then you smash into very cold water. Lucas, you pick yourself back up, realizing two things. First, that Alexis is gone, and looking around, you don't see her at all. And second, it wasn't a tree root that tripped you. It was a foot, held out in your path deliberately by Heather White. Whoa. What are you doing? Oh, me? I'm just out for a stroll in the middle of the night. What are you doing here? Oh, you know, just getting in some late-night exercise. Hmm. Sprinting through the woods in the middle of the night with a slut on your back. I'm fairly certain we both know the kind of exercise you were up to, Lucas. Sounds like somebody's a tad bit jealous. I mean, you of course only get your seconds after Cassandra's done with some current blow-by. Everybody knows that, so. If you would like to keep wasting my time, feel free, but I am on to something more important. I'm not here to waste your time, Lucas. I'm here to introduce your face to that tree until you realize how bad an idea hanging out with Alexis can be for your health. And still smiling, the four foot ten woman who is widely regarded as the toughest individual in school steps towards you. Alexis, first very important question. Do you know how to swim? I can only assume, yes, that I do. There's not many things you can do when you're poor on a town like this during the summertime. True enough. The current of the river is not super strong, but it is noticeable, and it does pull you downstream a ways. But you are able to make your way to the surface. What would you like to do? Angry, frustrated, and in need of control. Just a little bit more fearful for my life than I'd ever be willing to admit. I think it's time to let a little bit more monster out. Are you triggering your darkest self? No, not quite. Not quite. We're not there yet. We are going to use our webbing and some extra legs to try to climb out of this river up the side of the cliff. Okay. Go ahead and roll with Volatile to run away. Because you are letting some of your monster out for this, I will give you a plus one on the roll. That is going to be a 10. Minus one Volatile, plus one for the roll, is going to be a 10. You are able to successfully get yourself out of the river, up the fairly sheer rock face. Climbing is much easier when you aren't pretending to be human. You're not really as familiar with only having four limbs to assist your movements. When you make it up to the top of the bank, you are cold, soaking wet, and very alone. Or are you? You see a shadow between the trees that doesn't seem to be from a part of the landscape. It's far too regular, and you get the very distinct feeling you're being watched. He hiss in a very inhuman way, something that couldn't 
possibly come from a mammal's throat as I use my extra legs to move towards the shadow, slinking from tree to tree for cover. It's your choice whether you want this to be shut someone down or keep your cool. This is going to be keep my cool. Uh, well, that is a six and a four with my plus one cool becomes an 11. On a 10 up, you keep your cool and you gain insight. You may ask me a question about the situation and take one forward to acting on that information. What is this thing? It looks almost human, or maybe it was once human. The lower half is lost in darkness so absolute that it can't possibly be naturally occurring. There is a massive pair of jet black wings sprouting from its back, and either veins of blackness spreading down its body, or maybe a black liquid that's trailed over it. You can't be quite certain. It is wearing some sort of cowl that is covering its face, except for a very brief amount of the chin. Beneath the hood is that same absolute darkness. Clearly, whoever this is doesn't want you to know who they are. And it looks at you head-cocked as you approach. It doesn't seem at all frightened of your presence or your form. Bishop. Yes. You aren't stopped on your way out of the gym. You don't cause a scene and you don't bring any attention to yourself as you lead Issa up to the dormitories. Yes. Both Jeremiah and Zhao have very distinct doors. Zhao's door is covered completely by a rainbow version of the state flag of India. Jeremiah's, of course, has a custom-made nameplate that lists the entirety of the title and land that he is supposedly going to earn, assuming five people die before his majority. Mm -hmm. Also has full-color laminated copies of his club membership to every single after-school program, aside from the robotics club. They're located in the same general area, considering they're both in the same homeroom, but they're not directly next to each other. Okay. What are you doing? Well, I would lead Isa to Jeremiah's door, because he's the one with the tape, and then we could just knock on the door, unless it's unlocked. Is Jeremiah the kind of person to leave his door unlocked? Probably not. If he's blackmailing people, I would think not. I mean, I guess it depends on if you have, like, friends that would just walk into your room and stuff or not. Yeah, I honestly don't know. Well, we'll ask the rest of the class. Alexis, do you have any idea whether Jeremiah is the type of person to leave his door unlocked or not? He definitely doesn't. It's kind of how he comes across as such a good guy when he tries, is because his door is always open. If you ever need a hand, he's here. Okay. So his door is unlocked. Let's take a look inside that. Are you trying to do so stealthily? I mean, it would just be in like the way that a normal person would just enter the room. Okay. You open the door to find Jeremiah in the middle of sodomizing Shao. Both of them look up in surprise at you. Is there a video camera that is visible in this room? Is there? I think that the camera would be on his desk, and he would probably have it hooked up to the computer at this point to upload the files to his PC. I walk over to the desk with the computer on it. I pick up the video camera with one hand, and with the other hand, I pick up a water bottle that is sitting on the desktop. I proceed then to dump the water bottle all over the computer, short-circuiting it so that any files that were uploaded to it will no longer be problematic to me. Issa, meanwhile, is leaning up against the doorframe, arms crossed, enjoying the show. 
as you do this, the shock that caused Xiao and Jeremiah to freeze momentarily wears off, and Jeremiah pulls out and stumbles to his feet. How, how dare you? Well, that is destruction of property, and I will see you in trouble for this. Maybe you shouldn't take pictures of people in the shower without their permission. Well, maybe you shouldn't punch people without their permission. You were asking for it, and you know that. I had you pegged as a much less violent individual. You have been acting so much a thug today. And bringing a bodyguard to give yourself the confidence to run in. What will the other students think when they hear this? Which will, of course, be shortly. Unless you want to do something to force my silence. He's challenging you, but there's no tag forcing you to consider actually responding. So if you don't feel like you would respond to that, you don't have to. I mean, I do want to punch him, but I don't think that's what Churchill would do. <laughs> I've had enough of your games. I don't need to respond to your instigations. You're just a pompous jerk. And if you try anything more on me, don't think that I'll take it lying down. Go ahead and roll to shut someone down with cold. No. <laughs> Three. Hmm. You will take it lying down, just like Zhao does. In fact, you're welcome to take his place if you want. I won't tell anyone. Well, if you beg. Jeremiah is going to gain two strings on you. What? <sighs> Issa is going to gain a string on you. And she chuckles. Well... All of you should probably calm down because you're getting me all hot and bothered. And uh, seems like you're already offering for a third means there's probably room for a fourth, right? And she takes a step forward and kicks the door shut behind her, grinning fairly at the three of you. Lucas, you are standing in front of Heather White, who is approaching you with the lazy, confident moves of a professional fighter. And the hard set of her eyes and jaw makes it very clear that she intends to do you violence. What do you do? Heather, you don't want this fight. Mm, I think you're projecting, Lucas. And I think you're adorable that you think it's going to be a fight. Don't push me. Walk away, and this is done. <sighs> See, that's my line. You gotta promise that you're done with Alexis. What the fuck does that have to do with you? That's my business, not yours. Mm, yeah, but I'm the one making the demands here. Yeah, but whose fucking authority do you have the right to tell me to be done with Alexis? I'm enjoying what's going on. And she's enjoying it as well. Fuck you. Good for her. Good for you. Go back to your dorm. Right now. You first! She is going to spend a string on you to convince you to either nut up or shut up. It's very clear that she has no intention of backing down from this. So your options right now are to leave the forest and leave Alexis behind or escalate this confrontation. Yeah, this is going to get escalated right now. I'm tired of four foot ten girls trying to push me around. Okay, go ahead and take an experience for allowing yourself to be tempted. Woohoo, two experience, yeah, yeah. What are you doing? I'm going to step up close 
and try and kick at her knee. Are you attempting to hurt her? Oh, yeah. Go ahead and roll with Volatile to lash out physically. That is boxcars, ladies and gentlemen. So that puts me at a 14 on Volatile. Oof. So you are still bolstered by the moonlight and move a lot faster than she was expecting. And you catch her in the side of the knee. And she manages to twist a little bit so you don't dislocate her kneecap. But she hits the ground with that knee and hisses a cry of pain and is currently basically kneeling in front of you. What are you going to do? I knee her in the face. Listen, no one tells me what the fuck to do, especially when it comes to this shit. Go ahead and roll with cold to shut someone down. Uh, Well, I do not shut her down because I end up with a one on that one. But hey, I have a string on Heather. You got a total of a one? Yes, because my cold is a minus one. Hmm. You go to slam her in the face, and she moves much, much faster than you were expecting because people that you've hit with that kind of a blow before are out of the fight. She's not. She puts both of her arms up and just directs your knee to the side on her forearms and lashes out a jab and catches you full force in the balls. There's this massive explosion of light behind your eyes as pain just rockets over your entire body. Go ahead and take one harm. I don't. Oh? Spirit armor. When best in moonlight, any harm that you suffer is reduced by one. Hmm. So it hurts like a motherfucker, but yourself is a lot more durable than a human could manage. She's going to take a string on you. You don't take the harm, but you're still in pain from that. Mm Mm-hmm. And now suddenly your roles of a moment ago are reversed as she's standing over you as you're more or less kneeling on the ground in front of her. This doesn't end well for you, Clearwater. Walk away while you still can. It ain't over. And I go for the uppercut to her chin. Okay. Go ahead and roll to lash out physically. I get a plus one to rolls against those that have been harmed and seen already. And let's see. She sneers and uh, laughs at you a little bit. Uh, She's triggering your laughing stock condition to reduce your roll by one. (sighs) That puts me at a four. Gay experience. Heather grabs your wrist and just directs the force of it past you. And uses that momentum to aid her punch as she straight arms you in the throat. And she's going to spend a string to increase the harm she deals. So you take two harm from that blow. Okay, so I take one harm. Okay. Which puts you at three harm at this point. Yep. You are... You're not in really good shape right now. No, but I'm fucking pissed. Okay. I, I just started a relationship with someone that things have been going very well. This unnamed nothing bitch comes out of nowhere in the woods and starts telling me what the fuck to do and doesn't tell me her agenda. Uh-uh. What do you do then? I'm just going to lunge. And if that means we go tumbling down that hill, I don't care. I am looking to mess her up 
Go ahead and roll Volatile to lash out physically. Okay. That is a five on the die. My Volatile is two, brings it up to a seven. And Scent of Blood gives me a one. So that's an eight. I am going to spend that string to do additional harm to her, even though I also just now gained a string for doing harm to her. So because you got an eight, that is a partial success. You do harm her, but you have to choose one of the following. She learns something about your true nature and gains a string on you. I get to decide how bad the harm turns out, or you become your darkest self. I am going to become my darkest self because she doesn't know what she got herself into. I am full up on rage. This is my element. These are my woods. How dare she do this to me? How dare she? Completely reasonable. You become your darkest self. You launch into her and smash through the bush, fall down the hill, and as you are rolling, your body swells. Already nearly double her size, you grow bigger. Your mouth elongates into a muzzle. Your teeth elongate into fangs. Your fingers elongate and curl into claws. Your body hair thickens and spreads and covers you entirely. And the look of defiant triumph and resignation towards the violence she's going to have to commit on you is replaced with a look of fear and the scent of her sudden realization that you're a predator and as much as she might be tough in human standards she's prey 